Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. Although it might get renamed to, you want a piece of this? <laughs> After today's sermon, uh, Vince did a great job of closing out the book of Ephesians for us. Bro, we covered a four uh, or a six chapter book in one year's time. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We, uh, other than you're right, we, uh, the, the month of January was devoted to hospitality. And then, of course, we had a few opportunities to talk about race and unrest and cover a few different things, political politics, blah, 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 the holiday things. But yes, for the most part, probably what, 40? Two, three sermons. Yeah, yeah, easy. It's easy. pretty exciting. I appreciate uh, Bill actually did the vast majority of the work uh, breaking this out into multiple pieces. And and then, uh, of course, typical to my preaching, I don't always have a title, but I usually have a lot of points. And Bill has great titles. And no points. <laughs> <laughs> so, so together, we make one good preacher. So, uh, good. so yeah. But you know the thing that I love, uh, and I think you brought this out in the in the sermon today. The thing that I love about this is that although this was purely an exercise and expository preaching, mm-hmm. the book really did minister to us uh, through some very difficult times. And I thought you did a great job of taking all the many things that we learned from Ephesians and really distilling it down into four very memorable, very helpful points, which, you know, if you're listening to this and you're leading a group or you're you're a preacher yourself, I mean, today was a good exercise. If you had to distill everything that you want to communicate down, what would you distill it down to? And Vince, I thought you did a great job of breaking it down to four very specific things, prayer, perseverance, people, and peace. Amen. And so I thought it'd be a good idea if we kind of talk through that. So why don't you kind of walk us through your thinking and maybe uh, some additional stories on uh, what was it about the book of Ephesians that really led you to make prayer the first thing that that jumped out to you? Well, I mean, obviously it's the, the three great prayers in it itself, which you covered. Uh, we talked about, we talked about this in staff meetings, some of our sermon prep time. And uh, there really are three brilliant prayers that Paul goes through. And so Paul, I mean, a th- you might say a third of the book is prayer. That's right. <laughs> so it's, it's an obvious theme uh, in the book. So goes without saying. And then, of course, Paul ends it, but with this plea, uh, verses 18 and 19, pray for me, you know, so mm. that everything I say, it will, I will do it fearlessly. So I appreciate not Paul only talking about how he prays for the church and obviously setting them an example, but then, you know, begging them at the end to pray because he has this difficult work of fearlessly making known the mystery. So I feel like that's an obvious theme. It's also an ongoing theme for me. I want to be better in my overall prayer life. It gave me an opportunity to talk about some brothers in the church that I've been praying with on a weekly basis that I'd say are helping me Mm. to uh, be a consistent in prayer. And of course, I've said this before, my elders here in the church, Lou and Tink, are prayer warriors, and I love that they have been uh, teaching me, um, modeling for me, and teaching me to pray as well. So, yeah, obviously. And I, and I thought uh, I thought it was so helpful, even as uh, you were talking about prayer, how you really asked the congregation to, to pray for those on staff. I think, uh, you know, for me, I was actually, you know, it's funny because Paul 
an apostle, mm-hmm. you know, ends the letter with, hey, please pray for me. Mm-hmm. And yet I feel personally so hesitant mm-hmm. to ask for prayer. That's interesting. Um, and, you know, and of course, I, you know, part of, uh, you know, part of our job, part of the things that we love to do with people is that it, when they call, one of the, one of our main objectives is, okay, I need to not only pray for this person away from them, I need to pray with this person right now. Sure. Um, uh, but you know, so often I, I personally just, you know, uh, feel challenged by being so free to ask for prayer. Same here. I mean, I, I, you and I are very similar. I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, I'm, you know, I'm reminded uh, a little bit. Uh, we actually have an opportunity to just kind of shout out for Jeff and Lori Mantle, who are going through a difficult time. Uh, Lori is uh, uh, undergoing some, uh, going to be going some, doing some cancer treatment on December 15th. But Lori mentioned, we watched the video this morning, how difficult it is to ask for anything when you're on staff. When you're in the ministry, you feel like you need to be constantly in a posture of giving, giving, giving and praying for people and giving to people. And rarely do we want to accept anything from folks. Um, we, we, I, I don't know. It's just that part of, I, you're right. I feel like I should be praying for you and you're not praying. I'm paid to pray for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's refreshing to look at Paul and, and just to see Paul's heart is going, of course, Paul is under a great deal of uh, uh, stress. He's under yeah. siege. He's, this is his prison ministry uh, approach. He's asking for people to pray for him. And so, you know, maybe if we if we were in similar circumstances, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't be as hesitant. I don't know. So. Yeah, or we wouldn't have been asking for, pray that I may preach it as fearlessly. <laughs> like, like, yo, pray that I get out of here. Get me out of here, you know, yeah. Pray, pray in such a way that a file gets passed away to me. You know, uh, it would have been radically different, radically yeah, different. you're right. And, you know, and, and moving on, we, uh, you know, you talked about perseverance sure. as as you know, one of the main calls of this great book. Sure. And uh, I think that's so key because, you know, we, if there was ever a time where people would be tempted to quit, yeah, it would be during this time when we're separated, we're isolated, and we're encouraged to remain so. <laughs> that's right. Um, and yet, uh, you know, of course, the, the great call uh, is unity. The yeah. great call is togetherness. That, uh, th- you know, even as we sing today, this is how they're going to know we are Christians yeah. by our love for one another. And of course, uh, I thought you did a great job of calling the church back to that sure. uh, through this book. Well, you know, I mean, as, as in the case with all the books, these letters, these letters are sent as a <laughs> as a, a reminder and a call to persevere. And there's no doubt tick tick just sorry. Tychicus is sending out. Okay, we can't say that too fast. Tychicus, <laughs> definitely not an American name, but um, he is going out. He's reporting how Paul is doing, what Paul is doing, bringing this letter along with him. And it really is. It's a call. Hey, guys, hang in there. I know it's not easy. I know it's challenging. And uh, you got to, you know, stay faithful. I think that's the call for us. I mean, you know, as Americans, I mean, we're, we're th- th- this country has been under greater stress, but we certainly are uh, at kind of a unique, let's go back to the word unprecedented time mm, yes, <laughs> for us. And so word. I think we're feeling that sense of, and I think the, the call to persevere, to, to not get weary, to not get frustrated, whether it's wearing masks or washing your hands or social distancing, 
But honestly, for us Christians, spiritually, we, we've got we've to persevere during this time. We've got to hang in there. And I, I am very concerned, obviously, that, uh, you know, it's easy for some to give up, to give in, to be weary, uh, whether it's racial stuff or uh, the pandemic or loss of job or loss of wages. I mean, you name it. And then all of that. And then we've we've got just our normal day to day stuff, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's hard uh, to 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 hang in there right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, and again, I think we're we're having to learn how to even reach out to those that are going through tough times. Yeah. I mean, uh, as a congregation, we we recently had a loss of Rob McDonald, mm-hmm. but then another, you know. Someone that grew up in the church, yeah. uh, tragically passing away, yeah, and, Suzanne Stoneman. Yes. Yeah, and we're and we're feeling it. And I thought actually the song leaders did a great job of choosing songs that allowed room for a little bit of that sadness to come in. Yeah, that's um, good. and to sing it in such a ways where you're really pausing and the words are right, but the tone is something that's like, well, we desperately need Jesus. We desperately need to walk uh, together. We mm-hmm. we're we're desperate right now, you know. And I think that's what your your uh, your intent was, even as you brought in that great point about we need people. Yes, we do. And uh, and I I thought that was so helpful. Uh, just to, yeah, because again, prayer can be done individualistically, although you know it's more powerful when we do it together. Yeah. Granted perseverance is something that we feel like okay that's on me to persevere mm-hmm. although we know intellectually you can't really persevere all by yourself you know but bringing in this point this uh this uh and again this is so such a fundamental truth in the book of ephesians yeah. that we were meant to be one yes no you're right and uh, that's that's i feel like that's always been the, the the primary theme for me of this book this this theme of unity you know that oneness the seven ones that you preached about mm-hmm. everything to keep the spirit of the unity that sort of it, it resonates with me but i think you know paul is praying for that he he, he obviously desires that he knows how critical this is uh particularly with the ongoing division that just tends to exist among people the jew and gentile issue but it's no different today we it's a battle to stay unified it's a battle so we got to fight for those relationships we got to hang in there and um i i you know obviously we have concern that during this pandemic that you know there's some people that will say you know i love they love actually being by themselves they love not having to be around people and I get it. I understand. Maybe for work, but gosh, God didn't make us. He said it's not good for man to be alone. You know, I think yeah. that's, that's true of husbands and wives, but that's true just of us in general. In general, it's just, yeah. it is not good for us to be alone. You know, you, and so we need people. And I think obviously as a church, we need godly people in our lives. We need all people. We need to be reaching out, talking to people about God. You know, fearlessly proclaiming that mystery to, to anyone we can, but we need people to do it. And I think, um, yeah, if we are isolating ourselves, well, by definition of isolation, we can't be sharing right anything, right. much less our faith. So, right. uh, so yeah, disciples need people. Um, it's mission critical. People. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and I think, and I think, you know, there's. Uh, you know, there's the the sense of 
isolation for the sake of public health is not the same thing as isolating yourself for your own spiritual comfort. Well, you know, and so I just want to make sure that we never lose sight of we can be socially responsible, but we need to be spiritually responsible absolutely. as well. Um, because- we have so many opportunities, so many ways to communicate. We have phone and texts and video chat, and we've got Zoom. We've got we got so many ways to communicate. And yet, as some, uh, an author once said, we have all these ways of communicating, and yet people are more lo- lonely now than ever before. It's so true. So we, we have a lot of work to do as disciples, and I don't mean just internally, but I think externally as well, which kind of is the le- next point about what Jesus preached as he went out. So That's right. He preached peace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the surprising thing about uh, Ephesians for me. I uh, I don't know, as I said, I don't know that I've paid attention very closely to how prevalent this theme is. And perhaps just going through a year with so much chaos, it's been an opportunity for me to really reflect on um, peace and uh, just honestly my own internal uh, lack of peace at time, but also just... Um, you know, you know, I've had the opportunity to be working on some conflict resolution yeah. with a good friend of mine, David Jung, and we've put together. Uh, David uh, is really the mastermind behind it, but a program uh, for our fellowship of churches that we have gone through as a leadership group here: good peacemaking, stuff. conflict yeah. resolution that we're planning to disseminate to our entire congregation starting in January. So we're excited about that. But yes, this ideal of just kind of being peacemakers. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And Ephesians 2, I mean, 14, Paul just says he is our peace. He destroyed that barrier of hostility and he preached peace, the outsiders and insiders. And that just has never grabbed me more than it has grabbed me this year in a year of total, I shouldn't say total, I don't want to be dramatic, but in a year of much chaos and much conflict. Bro, you're a unrest. preacher. You can be dramatic if you want Total to. Total chaos. It's never been as bad. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. If you can't be dramatic as a preacher, you just can't be dramatic. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think what uh, what what I love about what you shared is that you you use the word surprised. Yeah. And I think we we if if you're never surprised by the Bible, you're just not reading it. Mm. Uh, and I think when we read the book of Ephesians in the future, something else will surprise us. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but a... but it it uh, I agree with you. One of the most powerful things as we kind of s- started sliding into chapter two, you know, and we got hit with all the craziness of not only a pandemic but also racial ch- tensions that were really robbing us of our uh, social security. Mm-hmm. Um, we we didn't know exactly how to address it. It was amazing how, as we kind of initially just searched and panicked, we kind of came back to Ephesians 2 and went, whoa, <laughs> it is right here. <laughs> That's right. And you can just sense the Holy Spirit going, yeah, yeah I've had this under control the whole time. That's right. And, uh, and I think what, what, uh, what this year has done for me, what this study has done for me, is just reinforce the, the thing that if you have 
your nose in the book. Yes, right. if your if your Bible is falling apart, your mm. life won't fall apart. Come on, bro. That's and good. and I think we as a congregation were able to navigate and do really well. Although sure we could have done a lot of things differently, but man, I think being guided by the Spirit to this book for this time. It was a surprise, but uh, it was only a surprise to us because I think our master knew what he was doing when he put this on our heart at the very beginning of the year as we were going to set the, you know, we were going to equip the church with all these things that they could do, all these new tools so they'll be ready for works of service. And then we got another side of Ephesians that was like, Hey, let's let's let this book minister to us. Come on, man! Uh, and it was powerful. It's really good. I like what you said because essentially what happened is that the Holy Spirit just completely interrupted, you know, our plan, and it really speaks to my point. You know, it's it's really it's sometimes it's good not to approach the Bible with so much. Um, you know, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. And, you know, all the preconceived ideas of what God has already said and what he's done and what this means. And, you know, we try to go too tribal sometimes. And yeah, we, totally. We just kind of, you know, like, you know, like, is there any room for the spirit to say something differently? <laughs> You're Amen. right. I, I mean, Ephesians 2, 14 and following. I mean, when you read that, you're going, this is amazing. I mean, this is about as clear as day. Yeah. He is our peace. He destroyed the wall of hostility. So good. He preached peace to outsiders and insiders. You're going, well, there you are. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, bro, thanks so much for uh, bringing the truth to us today. Amen. And uh, you're really doing a great job of summarizing uh, really kind of our year. And I want to encourage our listeners uh, you know, we have all of these sermons online, and I think uh, someone who is uh, kind of tuning into our podcast, listening, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to our sermons uh, from from the the you know from March on, mm-hmm. especially as as we are discovering the power of this book during the time of crisis. Mm. Uh, You literally could sense that the Holy Spirit was in control and not men. And I would encourage you to listen, uh, listen to that. Also with all the, all the dating relationships that seem to be moving towards engagements. Yeah. I want to encourage all of you guys to go listen to last week's sermon. Uh, My wife and I are still giggling uh, about spotty wives and husbands that need to take responsibility. Uh, there have been many age spots that I've taken the blame for. Um, so, yeah. uh, so thankful for that sermon. Actually, Amen. it's a fantastic sermon on marriage. I know we uh, did a great podcast about that last time, mm. uh, but I want to encourage our listeners to liter- really go back and listen to that uh, because it's a great refresher for those who are married but it's a really important foundation for those that are looking to get married. Yeah, Bill, and I want to thank you uh, for taking the time uh, going through this book. And it's funny when you know once um, God you know put on our heart to do this book, Bill went into you know like immediate action, breaking it down, <laughs> and he loves you know just sort of breaking it down and coming up with these clever little themes for each verse. And so I I appreciate that 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 uh, make going through the book. 
uh, a lot easier. Made well, it flow a, really well. It's an so. easy way to make a nerd happy. Yeah, is, uh, give him an assignment like that. <laughs> so, you know, and of course, uh, bro, I'm excited about our 2021. Come on, man. We're going to be going through the book of Acts. I know. So I'm a little nervous and excited. I'm like, man, we chose Ephesians <laughs> and a pandemic and racial tension. What's going to happen when we choose global-wide persecution? I mean, That's I right. just can't wait, bro. We are, we are changing the world by the themes that we choose. <laughs> Good point. Well, hey, listen. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, next week, uh, we're pretty excited. We actually have kind of three new speak- speakers this week. And so, Endu um, uh, NG Day, uh, Jeff Hughes, and Ed Carr will be preaching. Actually, I think it's Jeff first, then and do and then add so whoa you'll be able to hear from them gonna be awesome thanks for tuning in all right love you guys good day good day